<laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Uncomfortable Conversation, where we talk politics, race, religion, and everything else that makes you and your family uncomfortable. My name is Austin, also known as The White Guy. With me, as always, is my co-host, Tobias. Yeah, and I'm the black guy. How are you guys doing? <laughs> I hit that intro music and then just sat there. <laughs> and this dude looked like a deer in the headlights. <laughs> like, not knowing what was happening. He was waiting for me to say something. Oh, he's crying. Oh, I got good. him laughing so hard, he's tearing up. Hey, bro, that, that shook me, bro. Dude, it's been like three weeks. What have you been up to? Uh, Nothing. Living life. Working, trying to sleep when I can, bro. It's it's been crazy. Get it while you can. Yeah, man. Get it while you can. The That's... only reason I can say this is because my wife usually doesn't listen to the show anymore. But mm-hmm. once you become a parent, you don't get any more sleep. <laughs> now she, I can, I, I feel like she's about to bust that door down and say, "Look, motherfucker, you get plenty of sleep. I'm the one that doesn't get any sleep." Which is true, but she's not here to defend herself. Right. right so, I mean, so, <laughs> you're right in this situation. That's right. Until right. she corrects me, I'm always right. <laughs> that's yes. that's how marriage works. The man is always right until the wife corrects him. <laughs> I hate you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. You love me. Oh, man. Well. Wait, how you doing? I, you know. <laughs> yeah. I got the, you, you tell when you pulled up today, I was sitting in an old truck trying right. to get the old truck running. Which is running. I just got a few more things to fix on it and then i'll be able to drive my grandfather's old truck around yes sir it's a nice yeah. looking truck too it's all right i like it <laughs> i like it. it's just old but it's got a lot of miles left on it so i figured i'd start driving that around have fun with it i bet right now with gas prices it would cost me a hundred dollars to fill that truck up i say 110 you might be right <laughs> i just want to because back when i moved it from my grandmother's house over here to the house um, it was pretty much on empty, mm-hmm. so I had to fill it up, and that was back before the gas prices went up a lot. And uh, it cost me seventy two dollars back oh. then to fill that car up. Oh no, it's gonna cost you about one thirty <laughs> easily. Jesus, yeah, because that truck eats. Yeah, I mean it's got a it's got a big tank. Oh, but yeah, it's shout it out eats. to you truck drivers. You know, I'm driving. I'm driving a car, so as I'm soon spending as like forty or fifty. I spent fifty the other day on my SUV. But truck drivers, oh man! And I get like twenty eight to the gallon in that SUV. It's not bad as far as gas mileage goes. And yeah, I spent fifty. It's thirteen crazy. gallon tank, fifty dollars. Crazy. What are we drinking? Oh, caught yeah. you off guard. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm I'm your basic white country boy. I got light beer. What are you drinking? I'm drinking uh, strawberryita. I haven't oh, opened yeah, it yet. Hadn't even opened it yet. All right, we got to get it. We got to get it. On. You ready? Listen. Oh, oh man, yeah. <laughs> that's some good stuff right there. So, what is it again? I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> strawberryita, sparkling margarita, sparkling margarita with strawberry juice. <laughs> God damn! Don't show my wife that. She'll be all over that. Shit. <laughs> I'm gonna bring her one next time. She'd probably greatly enjoy that. <laughs> as soon as you walk to the door, she'd be like, all right, James, it's nap time. Jesus, I'm getting it all on my shirt. Jeez, man, what the I'm, hell? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, we have um, we got some stories to talk about. We've been gone for three weeks. We've got quite a few things to talk about. We're going to, just as a little teaser, though, we're going to end the show on something kind of fun. So mm-hmm. this being a political show. Yep. We have opinions about things. 
a lot of things. Not everybody agrees with our opinions, nope. and that's fine. And we don't always agree with each other's opinions. I don't agree with him. Yep, I don't. I don't. I don't like him either. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there is. That just got so personal. <laughs> a <laughs> he smells. Um, no, I'm kidding. There is a website. Some of you may have heard of it. Some of you may not have. It's called iSideWith.com. And it is, I mean, if you decide to answer every single question, it's going to take you an hour or two. So, I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's a doozy. But it asks for how you stand on certain issues and that kind of stuff. And then at the end, it gives you scores based on how closely you match up to certain par- political parties. And it will even create your ballot for you. Exactly. It's crazy. And, and like, like, for example, we're in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Um, here before too much longer, we're going to have another election. You know, election for you know governor and stuff you put in your zip code where you live and it will build it will show you the people on the ballot where you live that you most closely like align with as far as your beliefs and everything mm-hmm. so i would recommend y'all go take the test especially those of you that want to vote but you don't no, know enough about the candidates to go cast a vote this will help you will help you Make a decision. So, after our news today, um, Tobias and I are going to share our our scores. I love it. And where we stand on the political spectrum. <laughs> if you're like him, it'll take you an hour because he an hour and a half because he went through every question. I went through every single question. I did the quick version and it took me about yeah, thirty because minutes because I told him two weeks ago to take this yeah, test and, I and he got here about what thirty minutes ago ish, mm-hmm. and I asked him if he had taken it. He's like, No, I didn't take it. So. so he had to run through and take the take the quick version. Yeah. Just you know. But it wasn't bad. Like I like my results. Um, but I'm not gonna I tell was you just yet. Super surprised by my results. I'm not at all. You're not at all? <laughs> not at I all. I was very surprised by my results. I think other people will be too. I did tell uh my dad my results. Mm-hmm. He was surprised too. Mm. Yep. But I'm not gonna say it just yet. You gotta wait. make it to the I end of the episode. Wait. Or fucking fast forward to the end. I know some of y'all will do that shit. Oh, yeah. We have a new uh, party. It's called the Alien Party. Oh, yeah. Tobias. It, it popped up and said, you don't match with shit. You better make right. your own party. <laughs> exactly. So, like, aliens, we have our own rules. We have our own guidelines. We create our own shit. So, hey, come join us. <laughs> it's party of one right now. So, <laughs> Are you ready to get into some news? I'm ready. Then let's get uncomfortable. First piece of news today comes to us from the New York Post. And I think you and I have kind of talked about this mm. off air before. So, Black Lives Matter used donations to buy $6 million Southern California home. And actually, when you dig into the story, they've actually bought three or four different like multi-million dollar homes. But Before I judge and harshly judge... <clears throat> no, go why, ahead. Why go ahead they, and harshly judge. Why did they do that? <laughs> they got money. They wanted to spend it. On a home? Like, Listen, is that home beneficial for some people? Or no, it is. I, the the prevailing theory right now mm-hmm. is that they're going to use it as like a home for influencers and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Black Lives Matter bought a swanky Southern California home for nearly $6 million using donation cash, according to a report Monday. Three leaders of the social justice movement... Patrice Kalours, I think I say you said, mm-hmm. Alicia Garza and Melina Abdullah recorded a video last June outside the secretly bought home while marking the first anniversary of George Floyd's murder. 
Colors at the time said she was weeks removed from being in survival mode after the Post's exclusive reporting in April revealed her purchase of four high-end U.S. homes for $3.2 million. Uh, Color said, it's because we're powerful, because we are winning. It's because we are threatening the establishment. We're threatening white supremacy. I think it's more because you're supposed to be a fucking nonprofit and you're spending donation money. Money that, by the way, if you look at a lot of their business filings and everything, because now that they filed, they weren't always a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but they decided to restructure as a nonprofit. It's like a 99 something form. What I can't remember the exact number. All the forms have different numbers, but they restructured as a nonprofit. And in a lot of their business filings and everything, what they're supposed to be doing with that money and what they say they're doing with that money is donations that come into the Black Lives Matter organization, mm-hmm. not the movement. I'm 100% on board with the movement. Right. Um, but donations that come into the Black Lives Matter organization are supposed to be distributed to the different like local chapters of BLM. Right. Right. So they can use it towards whatever protest they want to go to or whatever. <clears throat> or whatever they're using it for. Um, but apparently, I can't remember what they're called. Like the BL, BLM 10 or something like that. It's like a, a little group that the 10 biggest chapters of Black Lives Matter kind of came together and formed a group called the BLM 10 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently they came out and said, we have not been getting the money they said they were going to give us. Probably because they're buying fancy homes with it. Six million. And that's for one home. Patrice Colors bought three or four other ones for three million. I think three million total was the other ones, not three million a piece. I want to know what this home looked like. I I don't want to just say okay, they're just using the money like because they want to. I, I want a good reason why, you know, like. Maybe they're using this as a base of operations. I don't know. Maybe it's like the Bat Cave or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but you need a damn good reason to be spending six million dollars on a home, especially when with money that's not yours. It says the organization tried to kill the story about the home, which is referred to internally as the campus, while one strategy memo reported suggesting it might be used as an influencer house where artists can congregate. Now that sounds okay, but not for what a pa- six what million dollars. That sounds okay. No, I'm talking about as the influence no. house where people can con- like. You con- are supposed to be a nonprofit. This money that you're getting in donations is supposed to go to the different arms and legs and limbs of your organization, right. so that they can be used in certain communities in the way that they, you know, that whatever that chapter deems necessary to be used that way in that community. And you're buying a $6 million mansion so that fucking Instagram people can come and, like, get together and make like songs a, uh, and shit. No, fuck n- you. No. Like, you're supposed if, to be a novice. If, you're supposed to be helping people. If we're using people. this place to come meet and have Black Lives Matter meetings and stuff like that, cool. But you can have, excuse me. You can have a meeting in a goddamn Jesus boardroom. You don't need a $6 million house. That, that's my problem. The $6 million, <laughs> that's way too much. Excuse me, y'all. That alcohol is, you know. You've had two sips. Bro, I've, I've been chugging this thing. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's almost empty. <laughs> but no, for $6 million on this home, says I don't like it. It says here, one nonprofit organization expert 
said the sheer size of the buy might subject BLM to more criticism about its lackluster transparency. Yeah, they are not transparent at all mm-hmm. as far as how they're, the money coming in and how it's going out and everything. Because um, one candid, thing missing like information earlier this uh, year, like missing information as far as where what the money was, was going. I think we talked about it on the show not too long ago. What, right. What it was was, uh, so as a nonprofit, you have to file mm-hmm. and, you know, detail where all the money's going and everything. And apparently there was like $10 million that was unaccounted for. Missing. So um, we see where six of it candid is. Candid co-founder, I don't know what Candid is. I guess it's a nonprofit deal. But Candid co-founder Jacob Harold said it uh it's a very legitimate critique it's not a critique that says what you're doing is illegal or even unethical it might just be strategic so he's he's basically saying like you know people t- people giving you shit for this it's it's a legit beef mm-hmm. uh, he goes on to say why aren't you spending it on policy or you know other strategies that an organization might take to address the core issues around black lives matter My son's in there kicking the wall. Yep. That's <laughs> so, baby James. Y'all might hear that, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, y'all are definitely going to hear that. He's getting after him. <laughs> Jesus. Um, let's see. Yeah, that's, that's, that's tough, man. I'm all for Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. But when you make moves and you hide the information of where the money is going and then you make lackluster spending as far as buying a $6 million house. Like, I don't have all the information of why they bought the house, but from what I see from my point of view, I think that was a irrational it is, it is. It is a gross misuse of resources. I think you said it lightly. <laughs> I'm holding everything back. I'm holding it back. Yeah, I, I saw the strain in your face. <laughs> he saw that vein pop out in my temple. But, yeah, like, this is why, and I've said it multiple times on the show before, this is why, as a movement, mm-hmm. as an idea, I am 100% behind Black Lives Matter. Like, absolutely. Power of the people, whatever. Like, but as an organization, these three women that decided they were going to capitalize on this movement and create a business around it, and then... Restructure to a nonprofit so that they could skirt around a bunch of, you know, financial things that they legally had to have to do if you're a different business structure and they're doing shit like this. Like, no, I don't like it at all. No, that's that's not what's up, bro. I hate it. I hate it because it gives a bad look on. uh, It makes the entire movement look like it's worthless. It's just to try to get ahead and make money mm-hmm. and it's not it's not um it's just you have those bad eggs that can ruin it for everyone mm-hmm. so you had three bad eggs that decided to capitalize on the plight of underprivileged and discriminated against people <laughs> that, that alcohol working on you some more bro like it has <laughs> me burping like crazy i'm so sorry viewers <laughs> But anything else you would like to say on that particular news story? Um, don't spend money recklessly. That's all. Well, I mean, okay, time out. <laughs> okay. If you're an individual and you're rich and you've got it to spend, fuck it. Assalamu alaikum. Have fun. I don't care. No. Uh, I would. I would hope that there is at least some portion of your wealth that you're being generous with. Right. But, like, if you've 
if you're, you know, rich now, you've put in the work, you've got the kind of money to throw at a Tesla and you've always wanted a Tesla, fucking go for it. I don't care. But if you are a nonprofit supposed to be helping people, don't go so do this don't, shit. Don't spend other people's money. That's what you want. There to you say. go. Don't gotcha. spend other people's money. God. I hate you. Unless you're, unless it's your parents' money and you're under 18. <laughs> I miss those days. Yeah. Like you didn't worry about bills. Adulting sucks. It's, man, it's so now bad. Now you have a kid. <laughs> a little, that little motherfucker ain't got a care in the world. <laughs> I'm like I'm like I'm like Adam Sandler and Billy Madison. That scene where he grabs the kid and starts shaking him. He's like, yeah. "Never grow up. <laughs> you stay here as long as you can, bro." But let's move on to news story Number numero dos. Two. Uh, this one comes to us from Politico. Okay. Florida Republican pledges to make gender transition related medical care for minors a uh, felony child abuse. <laughs> All right, you laughed. What? You were laughing. What you laughing for? Okay, I'm going to reread it. Okay. Florida Republican pledges to make gender transition-related medical care for minors felony child abuse. Yes. Explain. What the hell? So, let's say you have a child. Mm Mm-hmm. This is a hypothetical because- I don't have a child. That we know of. You don't have any children. Well, I did tell the viewers like some months ago I had, what, six, seven kids? Something like that. Sure. Okay. All right, go ahead. He might actually. I don't know. Who knows. Right, right. Um, <laughs> but say you have a uh, say you have a son. Mm-hmm. He's thirteen. Legally, he's considered a minor because he's under eighteen years old. Right. He comes to you. Says, "I'm a girl. I want to like I want to transition. I I feel like I was born in the wrong body. Blah blah blah. That shit. You being a supportive parent." You don't like the idea, but you don't want to, you know, alienate your child and all that kind of stuff. Correct. So you take him to a doctor to start him on hormone replacement therapy and that kind of stuff so that he can begin his transition. If this passes, you um, can now be charged with felony child abuse. <laughs> the wheels are turning. <laughs> I think um I don't think any child so should uh um, That's that's what it means by uh gender transition related medical care. Right. Yeah, I knew what that meant. I knew that. I was just trying to do that. Yeah, that's why you asked me to explain it. Right, right. Because I know there's people out there like yeah, scratching he, their he, head. He did that for you guys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um Felony child abuse. See, that's for our Spanish listeners. <laughs> we reach out more than one way, huh? Hey, man. No, no child left behind. That's my policy. Um, That's tough. It's not really that tough, but it's... How do you respond to that? I don't... I don't think that's child abuse, but I w- for me personally, I wouldn't... Allow my my child to that's thirteen to go under that just yet, because they're in a transition stage. They don't really have an identity yet. Mm-hmm. So I would let them 
believe who they want to believe as far as who they are. When you're 18, you can make that decision for you. Yeah. But I'm not going to take you to the doctor and say, hey, he wants to be a girl. Snip, snip. Uh, pills. No. Snip, snip, pills. Right. Because I'm, I'm that's all it takes. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to do that. Because we make a lot of mistakes in, as a child. And maybe this one, this is a thing that he sees as far as um, by what's on TV, from his peers, from people he's hanging around. And so he wants to make this transition. But as soon as he's older, he sees he made a mistake that he really doesn't want to be like that. Now, once he gets older and he's like, yeah, this is what I want to be, fine. That is what you do. So, as oh, no, far as this, felony sorry, child sorry, abuse. Sorry, this, this bill, uh, you would not be charged with felony child abuse. The doctor would. Now, what? I'm getting charged from so felony you, child so abuse from doing if my you're job. A, if you're a doctor and a minor comes in. I would assume with or without their parents and you give them like gender affirming medical care. So like it's a biological male. They believe they're, they should be female. So you treat them as a female. You can be charged as a doctor with felony child abuse. So every doctor would just have to say, no, we can't do that. Yeah. That's going to be tough. Because then you have those, you we have those parents with quotations that, <laughs> hey, this is my young son, but he wants to be a girl. Make him a girl, man. We can't do that. It's a gizzard. Well, I don't care. I have the money, you know. And then that's the whole situation. And call the police. Welcome to Improv Night at the Uncomfortable Conversation. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Tobias is playing out a scenario for us. I I think it's bad. That the doctor that the doctors get um, charged with it, um, I think they are already on edge about everything they do. They can make one mistake in their whole medical career is over, mm-hmm. and so now, if the parents ask for something and the doctor agrees, like, "Hey, okay, I'll do this for you," but when this bill passes, he gets charged. So, I mean, as a doctor, you just gotta say no. You have to say no. Um, it's going to cause a lot of friction between uh, patient and doctor uh, relationships, but it's just the law now, you know? What do you think? You're for my, my take on this? Oh, my God. Let me drink. Go ahead. All right. There's a lot of dumb shit that comes out of Florida. Uh, this is not one of them. I'm 100% behind this. Okay. Um, and I, we've talked about it. I'm pretty sure we talked about it on the show. I know I've talked to you about it. If not on the show, then just in in private whenever we're not on the air and being judged by everybody. Right. Um, but <laughs> we talked about <laughs> when you're growing up, especially your adolescent years, you know, you're, you know, late middle school, early high school, like you are as a child, you're still in that stage where you're trying to figure out who you are. Mm-hmm. You're experimenting with different identities. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, you show up to, you know, you're the you're the little white boy that shows up to school one day. He's got his pants sagging. He's got a flat-billed cap, cock sideways, right. and all that kind of stuff. Got a gold chain around your neck, all that kind of stuff. And then based on how your peers react to that shit, you adjust, mm-hmm. right? That's how, that's how 
childhood and adolescence and everything. That's how it works. You uh, you experiment with different identities. You test them against your peers and everything, and that shapes you into the person you eventually become as an adult. Right. Okay. So there are countless stories, and you really never hear about them in the mainstream media, but there are countless stories of transgendered women who are now adults. They were born male. They went through the transition, all that kind of stuff. They're miserable. They wish somebody would have stopped them as a kid. Because it was one of those things that it was kind of like a, well, maybe I'm supposed to be a girl. But they went through all the hormone, the surgery, everything, and now they regret it. Because it was just one of those things where it was like, I was experimenting with an identity. It didn't work out, but I went through all this and now it's too late. Um, my son, as pasty white as he is, he'll probably go through a blackface where he wears the little flat billed hat sideways. You know, he don't take the sticker off, that kind of shit. <laughs> um, I went through that phase about eighth grade. I, my group of friends were a bunch of black kids. I had a ton of fun with them. Uh, that's not who I am, though, but I experimented with that identity for a little mm-hmm. while, and I moved on to, you know, experimenting with other identities. And I I think to go in and medically alter a child... For life. For life. <clears throat> it should be seen as child abuse. But do you think the doctor should be charged for it? Yeah. Okay. I think the doctor, if they agree to that shit, knowing full well, doctors should know better than anybody. Mm-hmm. They studied, you know, biology and how hormones affect the body and all that kind of stuff. And so for them to be like, yeah, let's go ahead and do it. Yeah. I think the parents should be charged too. Yeah. I think both of them ought to be charged. Now, if, you know, if my son comes to me when he's 13, 14 years old or whatever, he wants all this gender affirming care because he decides he, you know, he feels like he should have been born a girl and all that kind of stuff. He's not going to get anything done. Now, wanna, if he, if that, that if that identity world. that he's, that he believes he is or whatever, if it sticks and then once he's, you know, 18 years old or so, is your computer shutting down over there? No. Okay. Missed call. Once he's like 18 years old, he still believes and she still feels that way. Okay. Let's go, you know. Now you're an adult. You know, you've experimented with this identity as an adolescent. It kind of stuck. That's what you believe you really are. Let's go ahead and let's move forward with, you know, HRT and, you know, maybe surgery if he decides to do that, whatever. But, yeah, as a child, no, absolutely not. I I really want to see Kendra's reaction. Kendra would lose her shit. (laughs) I think you would handle it much more. Um, calm than she would, but she would yeah, kind of she would kind of pause, look at you, and then she's like, like, "Well, here's here's the thing. Mm-hmm. She's she's gonna love him no matter what. Exactly. That right, that'll right, never right, change. Right, right. Um, he comes home one day holding another boy's hand. She's gonna lose her shit a little bit. <laughs> Maybe not externally. Mm-hmm. She may not like yell at him or that kind of stuff, but internally, she's. I mean, it's, I think. Kind of, that's just kind of being a mother. Right. She she would probably immediately start asking herself, like, what did I do wrong? Mm. And, mm. you know, and again, that could be one of those identity things. Right. He's maybe, you know, a child is not sure 
they try out a different, you know, dating different genders and all that kind of stuff, and they narrow in what it is they like. Um, but yeah, Kendra would, Kendra would not be happy. She still love him. She still support him. She just wouldn't be very happy. That's tough. And I wouldn't be happy. Well, but the thing I'd, is, I'd probably take it a lot better. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's the, the thing. The main reason I wouldn't be happy is I want, I want my name to carry on. You know, mm-hmm. if my son ends up being gay, I'm still gonna love him. I'm still gonna support him, but can't really have kids unless they get a surrogate and they use his DNA. But anyway, yeah, um, that's how I feel about this Florida legislation. Now, this was, does it have a date on it? This was April 4th that this um, article was, was written. And I think the, the 20, I think this, this uh, House representative, House Republican, he pledged that he would bring this legislation forward during the uh, 2023 session, which is like 11 months away. Mm-hmm. So still a while before something like this happens, unless DeSantis decides to just sign it, sign some shit in the law like he's been doing. I think a lot of the shit he's been signing in the law is a little crazy, but oh, I agree with DeSantis. some of the stuff he's doing. I agree with some of the stuff he's doing, but not everything. Definitely. I know I know, I shit on him a lot on this show, but, you know, it's not all not all bad, I don't think. Anyway. Anything else you want to say about news story number two before we move on to news story number um, three? I'm not even going to need my phone for news story number three. Be who you are. Um, don't force your kids to make a decision for the rest for the rest of their lives when they don't know yeah, who they are. Support your kids always. You know, don't scold them, yell at them, treat them any differently if they come to you saying, "Hey, I think I'm I should have been born in a different body," or "Hey, I feel this way," whatever. But don't physically alter them exactly. and biologically alter them while they're still children. For life. That's crazy. Yeah. I love these little life lessons we get after each story. Yeah, if if this was if this was in video form, we'd have that little the little the more you know rainbow <laughs> above our heads. Uh, I'm good though. <laughs> yeah. All right. New story number three. Mm-mm. Hang on, wait just a second. Welcome back from that ad. Um <laughs> Uh, news story number three, and it doesn't come to us from any particular news outlet. It's just something that happened. Okay. The only thing I wrote down was the slap heard around the world. Oh. We got to talk about it. My God, We got to. We have not talked about it yet. We haven't. Not even like off air. Not even just amongst ourselves. We haven't even talked about it. So I'm going to tell you how I was introduced to this. I didn't watch the Oscars like most of the world because the Oscars are a fucking joke. Um. Most of the awards they give out aren't even televised anymore, and it's just let's have this big celebration for rich people, mm-hmm. and you know, talk about the shit they've accomplished. They've accomplished plenty. They got mansions and fast cars to prove it. Um, but <clears throat> so I went to work. I'm sitting at my desk, and a guy I work with sent me. We use Slack to talk with each other. So we don't have to keep getting up and walking to other people's offices and stuff. We use Slack to communicate. And he sends me a gif of the slap. And I messaged you back and I was like, 
oh, did, did Will Smith slap Chris Rock or something at the Oscars? He was like, have you been living under a fucking rock? <laughs> <clears throat> he was like, that's the same as if I would ask you, hey, did Russia invade Ukraine or something? <laughs> and so I went and I watched the video because like, I didn't watch it live. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? <laughs> like, like, oh my God. Uh, you remember that guy that was like, hey, that guy right there, fuck him? Yeah. Remember him? Yeah. Oh, yeah, fuck that guy. Right. Uh, what he have to say about it? He was trying to convince me that it was fake, and he tried to bring all this. I'm surprised he didn't try to convince you it was Antifa. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but yeah, like he tried to convince me um, that it was fake or get my take about it. You know, it's just those certain viewers. There's, there's certain people that you don't want to have certain conversations with because you know it's not going to go the way you think. And it's gonna be a little kind of weird and a little awkward. So like that was that moment, and it happened a couple times. And it's just, I would rather talk about anything with anybody else, but not him. Not that guy. Not that guy. Not that guy. Um, yeah. Now, now, granted, I when I first saw it, when I mm-hmm. first watched the video, before I watched the part where Will Smith like yelled at him to keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth, right? And stuff. Before I saw that part, when I just saw the slap. I thought it was fake, too. Exactly. I did, too. Because, apparently, as big and strong as I'm sure Will Smith is, he does not know the proper way to bitch slap someone. <laughs> because when he swung and, like, his feet kind of scooted back and stuff, like, he didn't put his weight into it. It was it was kind of awkward looking. I was like, oh, that's a fake slap. I think that was a great slap. That was not a great slap. I, I think the, way, the, the reason he slipped like, was because Like, of good shoes. on you, Chris Rock, for standing there and, like, wearing it. But, like, anybody that's ever thrown a real punch or a real slap... It would hurt a lot more than what Will Smith just did to you because that was that was when I that's why I thought it was fake because I was like that was not good form. <laughs> <laughs> I I thought it was good because the way he approached and then it just kapow, you know what I'm saying? Like it was, you know, I thought he would like hey, but anyway, so we don't have to talk about if it's fake or not, right? We can just no, talk we know about, it's real now, right? We can just talk about the impact, right? I guess, sure. That's why I like talking to you. <laughs> uh, but do you want to go first or let me go to first? Uh, let me ask you a question. I'm going to ask you a couple questions. Okay, go ahead. I love it. Okay, so I, th- I guess the first question I'll lead with is just do you agree with what Will Smith did? Yes and no. And I have reasons behind that. Okay, go ahead. Um, This professor I used to... um go to school with he was teaching at uh the school uh i attended and so he posted on social media three perspectives as mm-hmm. a black man as a husband and has a public figure okay so as a black man this was the worst thing you could have did yep slap another black man on tv yep as a husband it was the i'm assuming this professor was black Yes. Okay. Yeah. No white person would take that perspective. <laughs> we know it. We just wouldn't take that perspective. Right. Uh, as a husband, it was the right thing to do. Okay. Because if I disrespected Kendra, it's your job to come to me and correct me. Okay. Um, as a public figure, it can go either way. The reason being is because um, in the society we live in now, certain things are are very um, tender to the ear. Mm-hmm. Like certain people doesn't want to hear their flaws. Certain, um, 
you know, you know how back in the day, like our family guy, they talk about retarded people or midgets and stuff like that. Yeah. But nowadays, if we said that in a public setting, it'll be frowned on by certain people. Mm-hmm. So in in his Which situ- is one of the reasons why sometimes I do say that stuff in public. <laughs> I just like to piss people off sometimes. But in, in his situation That's a joke, by the way. <laughs> right. <laughs> or you'll come th- at me. But they don't know you like that. That's why I had to say that. Right. So but in his situation his wife was dealing with a disease that she couldn't help the way she looked. Mm-hmm. So for the people who are dealing with um, critics, that are being judged because they are in a situation they can't uh, help. Chris, Rock, I mean, not Chris Rock, Will Smith was like a voice for them. Like, hey, stop playing with the people that, stop playing with us like that. Stop playing our emotions because it's funny to you. It's not funny to us. It might be a joke to you, but mm-hmm. it's, it's painful to us. It's it's the feelings we have to go home with. We have to go to go home and lay in the bed thinking about what these people are thinking about me. Like even though they think it's a joke, I'm crying at night. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But in a sense of it's a joke. Why can't we be? You know why can't we just laugh it off? You know it, it's 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 kind of both sides there. So I can't really give. A, a judgment call, judgment call. And since I'm already here, I might as well just keep going. Um, I think Jada Smith did a horrible job at protecting her husband. So if uh, I was, that's the next question I was going to get to. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. All right. So there were, there were three people involved. Correct. Right. You got Chris Rock, Will Smith, Jada. Right. Okay. Whose fault is it? Who fought that? Uh, that this, Whole, that the whole fucking thing even happened to begin with had to be Jada Smith. Yeah, the it's reason one hundred percent her fault. So there's a couple reasons, and if you don't like it, you know, go ahead and let us know why you don't like it. Get in those comments. And we're, the, we're not on YouTube anymore. There are no comments. Okay. Well, yeah. Tweet at us. <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> um, but first of all, when the joke was made, everyone was laughing but one person. Even Will Smith was laughing. Yep. And. When he saw her face, then he saw he had to make a stand. But when he got up, she didn't move. She just sat there and watched. Mm-hmm. And listen, ladies, <laughs> and this is and, and this is probably true for lesbians too. Listen, as a wife, mm-hmm. there is there there is a job you have mm-hmm. that not all women like like the fact that they have this job. But as a wife, it's your job. To keep your husband from doing stupid shit. Yes. Because we will. We will one every time we will make the wrong decision. For you? <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Now, like, I one hundred percent expect Kendra to be like, What the fuck is wrong with you? What are you doing? If I start doing some stupid shit. Right. She does that sometimes even if I'm not doing stupid right. shit. She'll grab your arm and be like, Hey, what are you doing? Yeah, she'll be like, sit your ass down. <laughs> but so, going back to what you had originally talked about, how there there's three different perspectives as a as a black man. What'd you say? As a black man, as husband a husband, and, and a, a public figure. Yes. Okay. So, as a black man, yeah, absolutely the worst thing he could right. do. Um, there was somebody I was listening to not too long ago talking about it. Um, is a white guy I was listening to, but he was recalling a conversation he had with another black. Man. He wouldn't say who the black man was. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently it's a well-known black celebrity right. that he was talking to. Um, and he asked him, he asked the black guy, he said, 
why didn't Chris Rock like swing back at him? And the black man said he couldn't. He had the entire black community on his shoulders at that moment. That's true. That's that's like he mm. he couldn't. And so that's not, and so so as a black man, yeah, you fucked up. Chris Rock, I think he did he did very well. Mm-hmm. You know, not retaliating, not reacting, but using his head. Now, as a husband, I still think he did the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, we've already gone over how it's his wife's fault anyway. Right. Um. Because, fuck, he was laughing at the joke anyway. You know? Fuck, it's a comedian on stage. Right. His job is to roast people. Right. He's given away a fucking Oscar for, like, best documentary. Something, one, no one's ever seen. Mm-hmm. Two, no one gives a fuck who wins best <laughs> documentary. So, yeah, Chris Rock, a well-known satire that's going to come up there and fucking roast the shit out of people. Always. Obviously, he's going to crack jokes. Right. He's going to make fun of people. And by the way, the joke he made was very tame. If you've ever seen any of Chris Rock's stand-up, like, it's, it's, you should be lucky that's <laughs> the joke he made about you. Okay? But Will Smith laughs at it, just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And then his fucking wife shoots him a look. And I don't know. It, this is kind of where my brain, and I could be 100% wrong when I say this. Okay. So it has been public knowledge, and it's been in the news a lot, that basically Will Smith is a cuck. Okay. Okay. Jada has relationships with other men. She sleeps with other men. It's just part of their marriage. I I don't know if the, like, if it, I don't know if behind closed doors it's working for him and everything's good, or if they're struggling with shit, whatever. I don't like know. it turned to like one of the most. But back when it came out, ridiculous. this was years ago that it came out that she was sleeping with other men and stuff. But anyway, so looking back at the slap and everything, I f- it, it almost seems like when she shot him that look, he saw it as an opportunity to win his wife back somehow or some shit. Like he felt like mm-hmm. the whole world is looking at me as this dude that lays back and doesn't do anything and I'm not a man because I let my wife run around with other guys and this, that, whatever. I need to do something in this moment to show that I am a man or whatever. There was one display of of manliness on that stage, and it was not Will Smith. It was Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. So, as a husband, I still think he did the wrong thing. Okay. Because he did it, number one, I think he did it for the wrong reasons. Could be wrong. Right. Could be 100% wrong, but I think he did it for the wrong reasons. But number two, even if you're going to do that, the manly thing to do is wait. And when you were backstage with him... You pull him to the side. You say, hey, I need you to go to apologize to my wife. If he refuses, then maybe take him to the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Okay? Handle it that way. Don't just fucking gut reaction, emotions running wild, run up there and slap a dude. And then as a public figure, yeah, he 100% the worst thing you could do. Uh, there was like two studios, I think Sony and one other one, that had like projects coming down the pipeline movies or shows or whatever mm-hmm. that they were going to that they were going to do with Will Smith they canceled those right he's not doing that anymore uh he's not allowed to come back to the Oscars for 10 years he's not allowed to attend the ceremony for another 10 years i don't think they've taken his oscar away from him i think they probably should have 
But probably the reason they didn't is because there's a lot of other shitty people that have gotten Oscars, and if they take his away, they got to go take everybody else's away. And I, I'm out of beer. I, I do, I do agree that you know what he did was wrong, but I don't think like the punishment of people just canceling on him. I don't think that was fair. I don't. That's just me because I. I <laughs> There's people that do worse things than this. Oh yeah, and still retain their deals, their businesses, their yeah. opportunities. And I feel like for your opportunities to disappear because of one bad act, I, that's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, now, let's just say for the sake of argument, argument, he wasn't doing this just to be seen. He did it because of his wife and the high emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know exactly what he was feeling in that moment. So, you know, it's him, not us. But when when you're upset in your in your emotions, you don't think clearly. So when we're thinking clearly, we look back and say, "Hey, Will Smith, you shouldn't have done that." Yeah. And everyone around him, like Denzel and Tyler Perry, they knew, "Hey, you shouldn't have done that." Yep. So I, I feel like this is a mistake that happened that he will have to pay for. But the fact that Everyone wants to back off of you now because of this one mistake. I it's it's more of a business than friendship. You know what I'm saying? As mm-hmm. far as like, well, we don't really like you like that. It's about the money, so we're gonna say no. Yeah. So And 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 all of his deals falling through. That's all it is. It's all about the money. Mm-hmm. You know. This the you know, studio XYZ. <clears throat> tells him we're canceling your project. We're not going to work with you anymore. It's not because morally they feel like they have to do that. It's because if we keep working with you, that's a portion of our audience that is not going to go see our shit because we're still working with a man that slapped somebody on national television and yelled at him and cussed at him. So we got to protect our interests. So we got to let you go. Well, hell, Chris Brown slapped Brianna and he's still making money. I mean, Will Smith's still going to make money. But I know, but I just... I hate that. And what is it? What is it? Daniel Tosh said, "Not real sure Chris Brown was beating on her anyway." I've seen the way Chris Brown dances. She may have just got too close while he was stomping the yard. I like Tosh boy though. Like, all I know about this dude is when he dances, he likes to do a roundhouse kick for no reason. Maybe she just got too close to him. Oh, if you're sensitive, please don't watch Tosh Point oh. Please don't. Hey, no, fuck it. Watch it. Maybe you'll grow a goddamn oh, sense of man. humor. Oh, it's oh, it Jada Pinkett Smith. Go watch fucking Tosh Point for a little <laughs> while. Maybe you'll grow a sense of humor. Like I hate it that you're dealing with alopecia. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Oh well. First of all, be thankful that's the only problem you got. There's plenty of people out there that have it worse than you do. Second of all, mm. it's comedian. Deal with if if you're like at a brunch. At your house with some friends, and they say some shit. Yeah, slap them. I don't give a fuck. Have you seen the Dave Chappelle like uh-uh. stand-ups? Oh, well, not in a, not in a while. I oh. saw some of the older ones. Those should, were bad. No, you should watch some of the new ones. Yeah, I had seen the new ones. But yeah, if you're, I mean, if I got news for you, as a white dude, mm-hmm. let's say I walk into like a black comedy club, mm-hmm. I 100% expect to get roasted <laughs> like a pork chop when I go in there. Okay. Because that's just how comedians are, man. Right. It's called crowd work. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. They come out, crack a couple jokes. They start joking about people in the, in the seats. 
that they're looking at. Because he Chris Rock made jokes about a couple of other people too before he made that joke. Mm. Right. I don't know. It's tough. It is tough. Like I, I said, this is this is all based on what I've seen and what I do know. Right. For all we know, every night when they go home, Will Smith has to sit there and hold his wife who's crying and upset about the alopecia and all that stuff. And it may have just came to a boil. And right. I get it. I still don't agree with what you did. I still think you did the wrong thing. Right. But, yeah. That's just... It's just... When when people have the opportunity to judge you, that's when I think it's the wrong opportunity. You know? Well, you get judged at your lowest. That's usually how it works. You don't get judged when you're on top. You get judged when you fall. That's true. Put that shit on a t-shirt. I want that on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Time for minor discomforts. Oh, here we go. Oh, shit. All right. <laughs> We'll rapid fire through some headlines. We'll see which ones jump out to us the most. We've got one, two, three, four. We've got six headlines. Okay. Ready? All right. White House records turned over to House show seven-hour gap in Trump phone log on January 6th. Zoe Zaldana gets real with sons about their culture. We're not just civil rights activists and martyrs or criminals. We control them all. Donald Trump Jr. Text, texted Meadows ideas for overturning the 2020 election before it was called. Migrants bust to D.C. as part of Texas Governor Abbott's protest against Biden. 15-week abortion ban becomes Florida law with Governor Ron DeSantis' signature. And GOP lawmaker says homeless people should look to Hitler for inspiration. What? Which one jumped out to you? Bro, the, the last two jumped out. <laughs> which one you which one are you taking? Uh let's see. I'm probably gonna take um God, there's so many to to Yeah. Um Cause whatever one you don't take, that's the one I'm like I I'm in between two. So if you get one of these, I'm going to grab the other. Okay, I'll take, you said out of the last two? Yep. All right, I'll take the, the Governor DeSantis thing. All right. So so <laughs> Tobias is going with GOP lawmaker says homeless people should look to Hitler for inspiration. Why Hitler? Why? So, um, I can't remember exactly. I think it was Tennessee. I could be wrong. I don't know. That's how minor discomfort works. We don't actually click on and look at the article. We nope, just look we at just, the headline. So We just go off the headline. Pretty sure this was Tennessee. Um, GOP lawmaker, he was giving some kind of speech. They were talking about the homeless problem. Um, and I think they were going over, um, decide, basically deciding whether or not to make camping on public property a misdemeanor. Right, 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 right. Um, and he was giving a speech about how, you know, you can start from homelessness and still build your life up and, you know, get out of that scenario and that kind of stuff. He decided to use Hitler as an example. Bro, there's so many. There's, so, there's Steve Harvey. There's Tyler Perry. Well, these are black people. But uh, <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> uh, Robert Downey Jr., he was on crack and he built his way back up. Mm -hmm. Like, Well, apparently Hitler, for two years, l lived on the streets. He was actually homeless. That's fine. There's and so he, many other people. While he was Jesus. homeless, he worked on his, like, public speaking and his body language and how to communicate with people and that kind of stuff. And so 
I see where the lawmaker's coming from. Like, you can start, like, this dude started as homeless and he ended up being the leader of a nation. But yeah, probably not the best example to use. No, <laughs> no, that's and this like... was in a, he was, this dude was standing in like a Capitol building in a room full of like other lawmakers and shit, holding a microphone, giving a speech when he said this. This wasn't like a little conversation he was having with one other dude. This was a speech. That's like saying you should learn how to laugh, be like the Joker. What? Yeah. What? You can rule the world. Be like Thanos. I just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> support your man. Be like Harley Quinn. Like what <laughs> kind of shit? Be a, support your man. Be a victim of abuse. <laughs> this is crazy. Kidding. Kidding. For those of you that didn't immediately turn the podcast off when I said that, thank you for sticking around. Um, so yeah, I'll take a 15-week abortion ban becomes Florida law with Governor Ron DeSantis' signature. Um, this is one of those examples of something that Governor DeSantis is doing that I'm on board with. Right. I, I agree with it. Now, before I go into it too much, I think I've said this on the show before, but when it comes to abortion, I am pro-choice. Correct. Um, not my body, not my choice. If it biologically is my kid, I do. I would like to be a part of the conversation, but at the end of the day, it's really not my choice. Um, not my place to tell somebody they can or can't go get an abortion, whatever. But I do think, cause I think we asked each other the question one time on the show, like, where does life begin? Mm-hmm. And that that the the answer is different for everybody, right? But I do think there needs there there should be a point where it's it's cut off and you don't allow abortions anymore. Um, I think Florida their the previous cutoff point was twenty weeks or twenty four weeks actually I think, um, which is insane. I got a nephew that was born at twenty eight weeks, oh. so to think that only one month before he was born you could have just aborted him is insane. Um, but, and, and by the way, I know we like to shit on governor DeSantis a lot. He makes it easy. Yeah. But very in this law that he's signed, it does state in there that if there is going to be threat to the mother's life or there's a fatal defect with the baby, different circumstances like that, you can terminate the pregnancy past 15 weeks. So it's not like a hard stop at 15 weeks. No, you can't. But if everything is healthy, you 15 weeks is the cutoff. The wheels are turning again. No, I agree. I agree. I just don't like It's always way easier to see a black man thinking real hard than a white man thinking real hard. Why is that? <laughs> So like, like white pe- white gonna... people can 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 think super hard about something and nothing about their expression changes, their body language doesn't change or oh, anything. I'm, I'm very a, a black man. He'll lean over, put his hand in it, put his mouth in his hand. Bro, I don't know. Stare at like, nothing on the floor. If you and black just sit and you there. have a grandpa, every time he's about to give you a speech, he always does like a reset mode where he'll adjust his body mm-hmm. or he'll pick up something and like take a sip or. He'll lean to the side like it's always there. In his recliner, he'll put the little kickstand down and lean forward a right, little bit. Right, right, right. <laughs> kind of scoot to the edge of the chair and just 
Now look, you know, <clears throat> clear his throat a little bit. <laughs> I don't know, cause I what my manager was was thinking real hard, and I didn't know he was thinking real hard. I thought he just like was on a pause button or something. He was just walking, and then just, that's what I'm saying. It like when when white people think, when we stop to think, it's like wherever we're in in that moment, it's like we stop in time right there. Mm-hmm. Like there's no change. And so we're like, do you have a stroke? <laughs> like somebody pulled a okay? string, he's not talking, like what Are the fuck's okay? going on? But if a black man starts thinking, he sets shit down, puts his head down in his hand, <laughs> leans over, like shit changes. And you know, like, okay, hang on, hang on. Hold hang on. on. Something's, something's the happening. in there losing his mind right now. Let's see what, he's, what, what happens next. But, but I agree with DeSantis. I agree. I agree too. Like I said, we, we give him a lot of shit on this show. Right. I'm not for good give, for good reason we give I'm him a lot of shit. I'm not gonna give him but too many compliments. He's not a hundred he's not yeah. <laughs> he said yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right, that's all the news. Yep. Um Ouch. do you want to hit my hand on the table. Do you want to look at our party affiliation stuff first and then do Tobias's thoughts, or you want to knock out Tobias's thoughts and then Um We can do Tobias's thoughts first. It's gonna be quick. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is the part of the show called Tobias's Thoughts, where the white guy shuts up. I say that. I always end up talking to Tobias's exactly. Thoughts. But anyway, nine times out of ten, I don't know what Tobias's Thoughts is going to be about. This is just a part of the show where he runs the show. He can talk about whatever he wants. Tobias, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. All right. So, question for you people out there. It's just a question that I'm going to ask Austin so he can give his thoughts. Um... What's a way to entice people to join the military more? To because we looked uh we looked it up earlier. The military for uh the US is the, like the spending budget is crazy. Like what did we say it was like it was like ten other countries. So if w- the next we spend more on our military budget than the next eleven countries combined. Crazy, right? Um, but as far as, as far as having more bodies and people, what do you think is, um, the next step in recruitment? Like, how would you like sell it? You know, they have some good, um, some good amenities and a good, uh, some good, you know, benefits for joining the military. But what do you guys think would be better because uh, I know we have some vets that watch the show. Uh, Do we? Yeah. Uh, the guy from Twitch. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Brain fart. Damn, I can't remember his username. I never knew his real name, but his username. It was something funny. Anyway, we have vets that watch the show. <laughs> you guys... Let us know, since you've been through it, what do you think should be changed as far as the recruitment and retention of keeping military uh, personnel? Austin would say ye. Money. Money? Money. Gotcha. We already spend an insane amount on our military budget. Um, I think, even though long term, financially, like, you're good, you'll be taken care of. I think kind of like that I don't know if you want to call it an entry level position in the military or whatever like coming in 
fresh 18 year old joining the military, you don't make very much. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and I think knowing that when I join the military, I'm still going to be below the poverty line. Yeah. Cause I, th I, dude, I think a household that brings in less than like 30 or 40,000 a year is considered poor in the United States. Mm -hmm. You could, you'd be considered a fucking King in some other countries, but you consider poor here. But knowing that, you know, when I joined the military, I'm still going to have to live on a budget and I'm going to have to watch my bills and, you know, I'm out here, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to protect my country and stand up for what I believe in, but I may miss a couple meals. Um, I think for a lot of, not for everybody, obviously, but I think for a lot of people, that's like the biggest hurdle to joining the military. Well, that's is the I'll, financial compensation and and like leaving the military i know a lot of vets uh when they leave they um like the retirement is not very good mm -hmm. some wind up being homeless mm -hmm. and that's that's crazy all right i answered and that's your turn to answer um what would attract more people to the military skimpier uniforms <laughs> no please no <laughs> <laughs> please no um but like, but they have great benefits. Like I said, like, like, um, uh, if you wanna, um, uh, if you wanna get into the military and you're in school, they pay for your tuition. Um, uh, mm -hmm. if you're buying stuff on the base, it's tax free. Um, they have housing. They have ways where you can move elsewhere and still work. They have where you can be part time. Like it's. That was probably loud. Sorry. <laughs> There's all kind of things. Um, I think. Well, my thing is uh, my issue with the military personally is I tried to join the military a couple times. Like I tried to join when I was fresh out of fresh out of high school. Uh, I want to say my second year in college. I tried like my third year in college, and I just kept getting uh, DQ'd because they thought I had glaucoma, but I didn't. I have a eye rash on my... Oh, because your eye? They thought yeah. you had glaucoma? Yeah. And I went to go get a doctor's note saying that I don't have, you know, a glaucoma. It's a titrium, which is an eye rash. And, you know, it's certain things that they looked upon as um, high risk. And they didn't want to, mm -hmm. you know, be liable for that thing. And I totally get it. But... For the people that are willing to join the military for the right cause and not to buy a charger and and to be yeah. looking cool, you know. Did you did? Are you saying that if you drive a charger, you look cool? No, because I would strongly disagree. No, there's people that join <laughs> the military and buy a charger and and are still douchebags. Those people, I think most people that drive a charger are douchebags. Whoa, I'm not gonna say that. I'll say it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but um. But yeah, I I just think it. Um, it's like I would say that most people that drive Mustangs are douchebags. I used to drive a Mustang, so I get it. <laughs> I think I think there should be a way where the people who are not able to be um, deployed and have you know have high risk factors, they should be put to some kind of use. Yeah. If if someone is not able to run and jump as fast, put them at a desk where they can like help retain information or transfer, you know, yeah. something where they can still be useful to the military 
and still be a part of something greater. Because for me, I come from a military family. Mm -hmm. I have cousins that are part of the Navy. I have uncles that are part of the uh, Marines and uh, Recruitment National Guard and all that. Like military from my great great grandpa down you know I can, I, when i was younger i considered joining the air force for a right, while right um n- neither of my parents are in the military but my grandfather on my dad's side was navy and my grandfather on my mom's side which wasn't biological grandfather it was mm-hmm. like step grandfather but he's the man that my son is named after um he was air force he was an air force captain was that james yeah that's uh his toy lawnmower Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that well, yeah. makes really fucking loud clicking sounds whenever he <laughs> pushes it around. But yeah, um, that way we can kind of because there's let more people in and pay them more money. Right. Bam. Yeah, I said it was gonna be quick, but I kind of went into a deep conversation. All right, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. We'll talk about military stuff next time. Mm. Mm. <laughs> All right. So. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the part of the show where we reveal our party affiliation. You said yours was not much of a surprise, right? Not really. All right, well, we're going to do yours first. Okay. So, are you bring up the page where it has like each of the parties listed out mm-hmm. and your per, how, what percentage like of a match you are? Okay. Okay. What is your let's let's go top three. What is your number three, and what is what is the percentage, and then tell us what is the party. Wait, can I just be weird, weird, weird real quick? So usually, my Republican percentage is four percent, four percent, twelve percent. Oh, twelve percent. I thought you said four percent. Like, golly, no. Uh, libertarian is eleven percent. I just wanted to get those out the way because I thought that was kind of funny. Okay. But, all right, all right. So number three is American solidarity, solidarity, which is what uh, the fuck is that? Democracy. Yeah. Uh, what are what are the key points that it says? Religious. Hmm. Pacifism. Uh, isolationism, protectionism. Isolationism means like you don't want to do business with other countries. Really? Yeah, like you want to. You want everything to stay in house. You want to just isolate yourself from the rest of the world. Basically. Okay. Uh, democratic socialism. That is that's your number three. Yes. What was the percentage? Eighty five percent. Eighty five percent. Spoiler alert: I don't have any percentages on any parties that high. Really? Yep. Oh, you kind of real rounded. percentages are that high. Now, uh, granted, I answered every single question, okay. so your your numbers may change a little bit if you were to go answer every single question. But right. this is a good starting point. All right, number two. What is your percentage on the number two? Number two is green. And Vi- I asked what the percentage was, Tobias. Oh, oops. Eighty six percent. Eighty six percent. It's green. Yes. All right. What are the key points on that one? Uh, tender, progressive, secular, big government, collectivism, left wing environmentalism my green was 41 percent. jesus you don't like this world <laughs> fuck the world we're all gonna be living on mars in a few years anyway right i can't wait to compare notes after the show okay so that's your, what's your number one or do you want me to do my two and three and then we'll both do two and three one? give me your two and three okay look the other way real quick so my number three at 56 percent <laughs> is constitution mm. okay it's right wing, decentralization, small government, individualism, and tough. Whatever the fuck tough means. Right. So it's 56%. That's my number three. Okay. My number two is 60%. Mm-hmm. 
It is the American Solidarity Party. Mm. Democracy, isolationism, protectionism, pacifism, religious, democratic socialism. All right. All right. We got some in our top. What is your number one? What's the percentage on your number one? Don't tell us what it is yet. What's the percentage? 87. Okay. My number one, I'm not even going to scroll up to it. I already remember, is 67%. Jesus. That's how much. I always say, oh, I'm kind of in the middle. This is why I'm fucking in the middle. I don't really match to any party that well. That's crazy. All right, so what's your number one? at? What did you say, 87%? Yes. All right. Democratic. Democratic? <laughs> Not surprising. Do you know what my Democratic percentage was? What? 50%. Really? 50%. That's why I like you. <laughs> You're kind of well-rounded. My number one. I'm just going to scroll up and let Tobias look at it and see what his reaction is. <laughs> <laughs> that is surprising, actually. It is surprising. <laughs> my number one at 67% is Republican. The guy on this show that <laughs> shits on DeSantis and Trump and everything all the time <laughs> is 67% Republican. So Republican is what? Assimilation, individualism, traditional, right-wing, small government, uh, military, militarism. Right. So um, here is, here's why it's surprising, but also kind of not surprising. Because I got to thinking about it. I was like, well, no, it's not as surprising as I thought it was. So I've always told, I've always told people I'm kind of in the middle anyway. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm 67% Republican, 50% Democrat. It's pretty much in the middle. Um, the reason I think I match up to the Republican Party as much as I do is because, and stick with me on this, is because the Republican Party is not the Republican Party. So there's a lot of people that when they think Republican Party, they think Trump, DeSantis, fucking Bogart or whatever that bitch's name is in, in Congress. Like, the, the people that are in power right now, the mm-hmm. politicians in Congress that are Republican right now, okay? Those people are not Republican to me. To me, those people are, like, so much farther right-wing than Republican. Because did you look at your map? Let me scroll down. Where's my map? Here's my map. Okay, look here. Oh, I didn't look at that. So... You got your far right all the way over here on the edge. Mm-hmm. Is your far right? Here's Republican. It's not or GOP Republican, whatever you want to call it. It's not all the way to the right side. It's on the right side, but it's not all the way to the right. I feel like most of the quote unquote Republicans in office right now are more Constitution than they are GOP. Wait, let me see your map again. Just trying to. Yeah, so the star is where you're Jesus. at. <laughs> Damn, you're way over on the left. Holy moly. I'm so far left, so, I can get see, off the screen. See, here's the GOP. Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel like most of the Republicans in office are more like the Constitution Party. Like way more right-wing. Jesus. Like, Big-time right-wing, right? Mm-hmm. So I got to think about it. I was like, yeah, like it makes sense that I match up the most with Republican, but I still think the Republicans in office are batshit crazy for the most part because they don't line up with what the GOP and Republican Party actually is. Not anymore. And the same can be said for the Democrats in office, too. I feel like the Democrats in office are way more left. And I think Trump sparked all this shit, too. (laughs) Um, Well, no, think about it. Like, okay, so Trump gets elected, he's the Republican nominee. And then he gets elected president. He changed the Republican Party 
to be as you know more right wing. So all the politicians, the right, you know, the the red politicians in Congress, they go batshit to the right with him. Mm. And in retaliation, I only assume it's in retaliation. The Democrats, the people, the blue politicians in office, they went way too far fucking left to like try to counteract it or whatever. This is crazy. Who is your so? Uh oh. Who who's your uh? Is it down here at the bottom? Who's who? Who are you? Based on this, mm-hmm. your number one. Who are you voting for for president? Now, granted, the people oh. it has on this ballot are not going to run necessarily, right? Just because it just it, we're so far away from the election right now, it's just putting whoever on there. Who's your number one? Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. AOC. Really? AO. Okay. She is eighty six percent. Eighty six percent. What about you? Candace Owens. Candace 80%. Owens. Yeah. I saw that and I was like, what? <laughs> She's 22% of me. <laughs> Wait, where's Trump and uh, DeSantis for you? Trump is at 70%. Oh my gosh. And DeSantis is also at 70%. And you talk about... That's just a mini wow. me Trump anyway. That's all he fucking is anyway. Wow. DeSantis is uh, 12%. Trump is 10% for me. Yeah. And so let's see, I've got... See, AOC is 45% for me. That is crazy. Which yeah. makes sense. I mean, I it's, every single person on this list, I agree with some of what they say. I disagree with some of what they say. Mm-hmm. And All look right. here, folks. We have an 80-something percent Democrat mm-hmm. and a 67 percent Republican. Mm-hmm. We're not fighting each other. Nope. Not on Not on, uh, not on. on live. You know? Yeah, yeah. When we turn the audio off, we're going <laughs> to beat the shit out of you. No. But no, we're good. Yeah, we're good. We get along. And we agree on a lot of shit. I think that's what a lot of people don't understand. You can be on opposite sides of the aisle and still get along and agree on a lot. Yep. You know? But, you know, it's our beliefs shouldn't be like trying to get it, it, one another to. It, it surprises know, agree. me that not only is Democrat your highest, but it's that high, like at 80 something. Exactly. Because, just because of how religious you are. Mm-hmm. I figured you'd be a little more right leaning. And you're like way the fuck off to the left. Like now, granted, bro, you didn't answer every single question. No, if you were to go through and answer every single question, it would probably your little dot on that map would probably shift to the right. If I had to guess, Jesus, jeez, it's crazy how how left I am. He's way, he's way more left than I am right. That's for damn sure. Mm. You want to compare some answers? Let's go. I don't know what I just clicked on. So, let's, just the first answer that pops up here. Oh, it says I have two unanswered questions. What? Should the president offer tax breaks to individual companies to keep jobs in the U.S.? Like I said, guys, you should definitely do this and then just let us know what your results are. Like, are you left? Are you right? Are you not sure? Should the president oh, and and it's not just yes no you can choose like yes but this no but this or you can even write in your own answers actually yeah you can add your own stance to it mm-hmm. um, let's see should the president offer tax breaks to individual companies to keep jobs in the U S what do you think see this is why I was saying I'm in the fucking middle because keeping jobs in the U S. Obviously, is a good thing. Right. Right. 
maybe not right now because no one wants to fucking go to work right now. But you know, it, it, it keeping jobs here is always a good thing. However, a lot of times keeping jobs here increases the production cost of items, which increases the retail cost of items, which hurts the consumer. Mm. So it's like, eh. Like, eh. Yeah, like, so if we say, okay, you know what? Let's not offer tax breaks to companies here. Mm-hmm. Or let's, you know, yeah, let's not offer tax breaks to companies here, but let's increase, you know, taxes and tariffs on other countries and their products coming in. Well, that has the same effect that mm-hmm. it's still going to raise the cost for the consumer. Um, so out of all of these answers, I'm going to go with, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do this one. And this is a very Republican answer. I do believe the, the answer I'm going with is no, the government should not interfere with the free market. There you have it. Y'all can get mad at me if you want. Um, okay, so there's that one. They said there was one more, huh? I said two, but I don't see any. I don't see any. So I got that one. It's probably this one down here. They're always asking this shit down here. What Which qualities are most important to you in a candidate? And it always tells me that... Hey, can you do that one for one me? I want to see which one you select. I, I think I chose three of them because you can choose more than one. I'll pick like six. And I think the three that I choose was common sense. <laughs> Definitely. That's a big one. We agree on that. Um, vision. I don't think I And leadership. Them. Leadership, definitely. Yeah. I put like I don't intelligence care as much about honesty. I don't care as much about morality just because everybody's moral compass is different. And a lot of people think if your moral compass isn't pointing the exact same direction as mine, you're a shitty person. I don't believe that. I think I also put um, integrity. And I didn't pick, I don't think you're going to get a politician that has integrity. So that's why I didn't choose that. Gotcha. But I also didn't choose intelligence because even if you have a dumbass in office, hopefully there's some smart people around that person that can help steer the ship and not just be a bunch of fucking enablers like Trump had in office. Oh, I have a... I have a good spy sauce for next week. Oh, you better write it down because you'll yep. forget. I do forget. Oh, says analyzing voting records. I guess because I answered that that new question. I want to ho- let's see I, if it changes. Anything. I doubt it. I hope it doesn't. Watch it be like you're ninety two percent Democrat now. I'm like, <laughs> goddamn, that was quick. <laughs> I answered one more question, gave it a Republican answer, and all of a sudden I'm super Democratic. <laughs> um. Any any. Any any other insight you want to give us on your results over there? Um, or should I close this down? Wait a minute. I want to look at... So... Let me see. Actually... So, like, Kamala Harris is 82%, oh, Joe actually, Biden. my... What happened? Joe my Biden Republican is, went down by 1%. What? 67% to 66%. And Democrat went down too. What what rose or do you? I guess know? everything went down. <laughs> That's weird. Anyway, Bernie Sanders is eighty one percent. It's like he was my lowest. Bernie was my lowest, like forty five percent or something. Like All that. these Democrats are like eighty and above, and then once you get to Republicans, it's 
20, it's because of how left 5%. you are. Like I'm on the right, but, but I'm I, like barely right. And so I, even the Democrats, I match up with them to some degree, but you, and again, if you were to answer everything, it'd probably move a lot. Right. Um, but yeah, since right now your your little pin is so far over to the left, you hardly match at all with the with the Republican nominees or Republican candidates. It is what it is. It is what it is. You know what? We still love each other. We definitely do. <laughs> like this like, this goddamn libtard over here. What I do is still like my son's uncle who cares bro like, <laughs> even though we may not agree on everything fuck it <laughs> bro he came to work bro and uh i was like come on james and he just climbed to my arms yeah, he jumped out of the car <laughs> to get into tobias's arms jumped out the window and i said all right say bye mommy he said bye mommy so we just started walking <laughs> just started walking off. but that's the show man that's it bro that's the show if you want to get in contact with us send us an email at uncomfortablepod at gmail.com you can tweet at us use the hashtag uncomfortpod or send us a message on Facebook um, if you want to support the show make sure to go follow us on Facebook and Twitter at the uncomfort pod join the Facebook group uncomfortable friends I think Tobias just posted something earlier today yep um, make sure to invite others to listen to the podcast so we can all get uncomfortable together is there anything you want to say to the kids before we close this thing out um, be kind that's all I got Always such deep words of wisdom from Tobias when we close the show. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks for sharing with your friends. Be sure to follow us on your podcast platform of choice so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, it is okay to disagree. Yep. We can disagree and still respect each other. We can disagree and still love each other. If we keep that in mind, boys and girls, we won't solve the world's problems, but we will shave some of the rough edges off. Until next time, bye bye All right, y'all. We out.